chef cooking for me. They say my shoe gang crazy, the, the mental asylum looking for me. me. You were rookie to me. I'm, I'm in my land, 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 purple land, 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 this is You are now tuned into The Takeover with Kristen and Christine. Hey y'all, this is episode 14. It is the, this will be coming out the Tuesday after Thanksgiving. So to all of you, we say happy Thanksgiving. You know? Yes, happy holidays. Yeah, it was, it's been good, you know. Now you can officially play your Christmas music uncontrollably. Yes, Mariah uh, Carey album. Of course. Um, I was listening to actually some gospel Christmas, trying to pick out a song for these little kids to sing at my church. Oh, nice. Um, and there's some good songs out there, but that might be a part of a New Music Monday coming up. So Recent songs? Um, I might do a little throwback on top of like a new version. Okay. But yes, getting right into it, we have the takeover. takeover. So y'all, in the spirit of Thanksgiving, we went to a Friendsgiving. Friendsgiving. It was brought to us by Carefree Black Girl Podcast mm-hmm. and one of our new friends to the takeover. Yes, Terrible Taj, T-E-R-R-I-B-L-E-T-A-H-J. Yes. On Instagram? Mm-hmm. That's right. And it was hosted by one of the other podcasts on this amazing network, the Indie Creative Network, known as Dope Girl Dialect. So this event was a Friendsgiving, and it was held at Spin in Manhattan. Which street was it? I know it was across Boy. from a bank, that big, was it a bank? That it was, cre- but, uh, it's across from the Credit Suisse building yes. right by Washington Square. Right. Uh, 23rd Street. 23rd. 23rd, 24th Street. It was freezing out there that Yo. night. Guys, and, and I thought wind. I was, I thought I was going to be cute and I had like my little um, sweater dress. dress, but my legs were exposed. So, <laughs> so it was a brick city. Yeah. And so it was, it was a really nice, it was a really nice time. We walked past the place and walked past, you know. New Yorkers don't even know where they're going, but hey, you know, it was, it was when we finally got there, like it was good vibes though. So yes. the whole thing about spin y'all, which if you ever get a chance to go, you should most definitely go is that it's ping pong, yes, like table tennis, table tennis, um, something that the takeover is not too keen on, but we failed at it. But you know, <laughs> the thing is that we tried. Mm-hmm. I think that's the most important part. Okay. Thank you. Yes, yes, yes. Um, in addition, you know, um, they were doing a toy drive. So, you know, we brought in, of course, a black doll. Shout outs to yes. Princess Tiana from Princess and the Frog, as well as some Hot Wheels cars. <laughs> um, other people brought other gifts. And it was great to finally, like, put faces to the names of some of the other podcasts on the network. Definitely. So meeting some of the meeting, the producer of Carefree Black Girl, their intern, um, Dope Girl Dialect as well. Uh even seeing like even other people off of the Carefree Black Girl, like seeing how like vast their network is, and mm-hmm. that was really cool. Also, Seriously was there, um, which does reviews on Black series, Black web series. It was really cool. 
Um, I feel like everybody was so friendly and it was so calm, like it should be at a Friendsgiving. Yes. And, um, I really like the space and I don't know, just like the underground vibe alone yes. was dope. The DJs were incredible. Yes, shout outs to um, DJ 9am yes. and the Akasha. They're both found on Instagram at those handles. Mm-hmm. Um, They were dope. Two dope female DJs. They were whining and grinding. They was doing all that they could dope, in their yeah. little section. And um, then there was our friends that came. So um, my good, good friend from high school, literally, I kid y'all not, ninth grade. So my freshman year of high school and this dude walked up. I think he was like in orientation or something. And this dude walked up and like, maybe I'm like forgetting any previous encounters, but the most memorable thing in terms of our meeting was, are you from Brooklyn? And I'm like, yeah, how did you know? I had a purple Aeropostale sweater. I'm dead. <laughs> and I had some Nike like um, high tops. And that will I, do it. with some box braids in my head, that will it do was it. a nice sell. Like it was, <laughs> he could tell right away. Um, and to, and like now we've, we're like the best of friends. So it's just, it's great to see that connection. And for Friendsgiving, it was like so amazing to have him there after all the years of our friendship. I feel like even throughout the time that we were um, not living in the same vicinity, so not being at, Loomis Chafee in Windsor or not being in New York City like we are now, we would like literally send each other, um, we would like at each other in ridiculous memes and stuff (laughs) on social media and it just, I don't know, it you, you, the magic of social media is unbelievable because I feel like that helped us like just continue to cultivate good friendships. Right, the ability not to lose touch and like even then like I, like last minute I saw that one of my friends he was back in town from school, and I knew that, like, he's definitely a creative. Um, and I was like, um, he, had, he had contacted me. He was like, oh, like, what's up? What are you doing for the weekend? And I was like, oh, actually, I'm going to a Friendsgiving for my podcast. And knowing that he has been a supporter of, you know, the podcast, even the back before that, like, the radio show that we both had together. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was great to see um, um, Sean coming. He also surprisingly brought... Um, this guy that they know each other from Harlem, uh, that went to high school with me. So very small world. Shout outs to yeah, Sean and Dulé for coming through. And of course, I don't know if you mentioned who <laughs> your friend is. Oh, Darius Moore. <laughs> yes, he's late. Um, he's the most beautiful person ever. Such a great heart. Such a great smile. Such a great personality. Uh, yeah, he's on my my. I tagged him in my Instagram post, <laughs> my most recent Instagram post. Um, and Makita Kins was there. So like you said, small world. And so Makita was part of prep. So we're both prep, um, Christine and I, but, um, we are in like different sections Sections. of prep. So Christine was prep for prep. Uh, and I was prep nine, prep for prep nine, I guess. (laughs) So they're like, (laughs) I I never know if I should say prep for prep nine or prep nine when I distinguish them. Copy. Yeah. But whatever. So Makita, Makita was also. I was about to say Makita again. Makita was also part of Prep 9 with me. And her sister is a co-host on Dope Girl Dialect. Mm-hmm. So and then cool. me and Makita got close when we both interned uh, together two summers ago. Or, yeah, two summers ago. Don't the so, summers fly? Girl. I feel like summer was yesterday, but girl. that's beyond me. And then also, shout outs to Robin and her sister. Yes. They were also Came through. <laughs> I feel like you just hit Robin up and be like, yo, 
You ready? And she's like, yeah, Robin is always, always ready. ready. <laughs> always ready. Been Speaking like of that. small world, even greater. Like me and Robin have been friends since seventh. No, since sixth grade. Mm-hmm. I'm about to say so. Sixth grade, because I'm thinking of prep. Mm-hmm. But she went to my junior high school. Mm-hmm. We used to do this program called Special High School, uh, Special High School Institute, I think, mm-hmm. SHSI. And we used to stop at this place called Blimpies after school every day. <laughs> Um, every every time we had this program, I think it was like Tuesdays and Thursdays and Saturdays or something like that. And we eventually like, we got into this program called Prep, which is what we now are like consider family and like mm-hmm. it's just a, a given. Um, so we went to junior high school. We went through Prep together. We um, did not go to the same high school, but then we ended up in college together. And then we were like we were neighbors in mm. college so literally living right across the hall from each other and then um, right next to each other and then right next to each other and yeah and then i mean we've always actually been in the same vicinity because freshman year she lived we lived all right on the freshman we quad. lived right, right on the left side and we then, were all specifically on the left side right quad. and then when mm. i was in hitchcock she was in um Sealy, so Sealy, she was on so right, right side literally right, right next, next door, door. Um, so yeah always neighbors yeah good energy good robins liddy robins robin speaking of crown <laughs> um, my aunt <laughs> um, works at Crown, and so one okay. of the first like heart to hearts that me and Robin ever had like in my room when I was, you know, tore my ACL. But that's another for another time. I think we talked about that before, but whatever. Um, we like bonded over that that we can't forget the times in Cuba with her. Yes, oh my god, absolutely yes. amazing. Um, Drew House, Drewbies till we die. Um, but yes, it's been amazing. It was so great to see all of that love in one space and being able to share that space together for Friendsgiving. So hopefully you guys had some great Friendsgivings and Thanksgivings as well. Um, The takeover will be attending something absolutely phenomenal. Oh my gosh. Wow. So we had, I feel like we are finally prepared. We have a, yeah, we have a takeover segment for the week before, and then we have one coming up for the week after. Wow, look at that. Listen, y'all. We Preparation finna- on fleek. <laughs> I'm so happy, y'all. y'all um, know. We will be at Angela Yee's Lip, Lip Service, Service Live, Live okay? with the T.I.P., Mr. Tip himself. <laughs> and the Hustle Gang. And the Hustle who's, Gang. Who's part of the Hustle Gang? Listen, I don't even... <laughs> We won't know till we get there. So when we get there, y'all will see the snippets on our Insta stories, our Snapchats. True. You will see it all over the social medias. If you're going to be there, definitely say hi to us. Or, like, at least, like, if we do a little snippets of Insta Story Live, like, stay out for, like, stay tuned for that so that we can, you know, conversate, converse. Converse. On Very bad. Conversate things. is a black word. <laughs> we'll be doing all of that at that space and it's so great because we connected with angela Yee now three years ago Mm -hmm. um she reconnected us reconnected with us most recently over twitter so it'd be great to even if to glimpse her or even talk to her for five seconds yeah i want to say hi and all that i want to you know you like chum it up like like, you know what's good homies (laughs) (laughs) um but yes that'll be the upcoming takeover so stay tuned for that in next week's episode Mm -hmm. and up next we have black light so my black light for this week is just oh yes all around great. I love this one. All around great selection. Yes, uh, I changed my last minute, but <laughs> beautiful, beautiful selection. But um, her name is Tatiana Fazli Fazlali Zade. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, her at name is F A Z L A L I Z A D E H. We'll be reposting so much of her stuff because she is literally a phenomenal dope, artist. Dope. Um, she's actually the artist behind the jaw dropping art pieces that were um 
that was basically like Nola Darling's artwork or considered to be Nola Darling's artwork in the Netflix series. She's got to have it. So about that, I actually didn't even, I had like, I was like one episode in, like less than one episode in. Mm-hmm. And you, Christine, <laughs> were like, oh, this is crazy. Like the musical selection is so bomb. Like the way they, inter- they the way they um just like put the music into the episodes is epic. Yeah. And so I was like intrigued. And, you know, my weekend was hectic per usual. And so I was like, listen, let me sit down with my cousin. We, the same way we binge watch Insecure, mm. we binge watch most of She's, She's Gotta, Gotta Have it. it. And everybody's talking about it. So I'm literally anticipating the end of it. I'm Where are you up to? Episode Episode one. seven. Okay, I'm right in front of you. Episode eight, like a little bit into episode eight. Yeah. But I had to stop myself. I was like, let me give myself something. You know, I don't know how this week is going to turn up or yeah, turn down. So you want to give yourself something, something to look something forward to. to look forward mm-hmm. to. Facts. I feel like I haven't, I don't think I got to the part where um, the the photo that I reposted on Twitter on my personal page, I don't mm-hmm. think I even seen that part yet. Have you? Which part? It's the, so it's like this black woman, right? Mm-hmm. And she's fully decked out in a white, pristine white head wrap. And she has a white button down. But you know how artists, they always have like, like a little shoulder and it's like a little unbuttoned mm-hmm. and it's just beautiful. And I feel like, it, I mean, it looks directly like Nola Darling, who's the protagonist of She's Gotta Have It. And the way the photo is, right, it looks almost like it's, what is it, like pick stitch. But it was actually just a f- regular photograph of the artwork and the character Nola Darling. And When did you repost it? Um, oh, I peeped long it. Ago. It's yes. so beautiful. Yeah, yeah, Doesn't it, it look like a pick stitch? But this actually the edge of the photograph. Oh yeah, I've seen, so yeah. the literally like the visual direction behind this photographer too is also amazing. I love like seeing art within art because that's beautiful. But also seeing the um, just like look at look at it looks like a mirror of her. Yeah, and it's so beautiful. Yeah, this um, this painting gets some people in a lot of trouble when you continue watching it. Oh, I did dear. see that, but I didn't see but it. There's no scene like that, though, right? Yes, there is. That scene is that's, there? That's when she, she looks at it, and it's like halfway okay, done. Okay, okay, we don't need to talk about it then. Okay. Because I didn't know that part. But I know no, when... No, no, but this is, this is before it's what before you, it? Yes. Oh, I need to go Most back then. definitely. I've been also talking about I need to rewatch it, like the way, the way I rewatched Parts of Insecure, because mm-hmm. I feel like all this, these episodes are so compact that there's a lot to... Unpack. Unpack. There you go. There you go. <laughs> but yeah, this... Tatiana, you have really done absolutely amazing. And looking yes. at like other, like the rest of her work and seeing the cohesive body of work that she's given to this to this show, like shout outs to Spike Lee and his like team that found her and like really commissioned her to do this work because yes. she needs to be seen. And and yes, a, a lot like pro- providing that um, platforms for artists to make money because that's important too. Mm -hmm. It's like these people are so invested in their creations Mm -hmm. and to have it displayed in a movie, not a movie, in a a series. You know, it was like where millions of people are, you know, tuning in and talking about it. it, Exactly. On top of that, like real quick, as an aside to that, but also thinking about it, like he actually, going back to the music part, some of the music is done by some of the actors. Wow. And some, and like, even like, we know one of the people, like his song is the beginning of episode six. Star. Wow. I think I'm oh all in like I'm Jordan. Oh my 
Ida. I am balling like I'm joining, homie. Wow. Okay, so that makes sense why they, they was going I, hard I, for I it. I've seen it. I'm like, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to you. Okay, so yeah, the, I. Oh my gosh, like, he and really also, knows how to pick them because yeah. he he also commissioned um the artist of I, I wish I remembered her name, but she had those posters up that um was basically a commentary on men telling women why don't you smile or mm-hmm. you should smile or whatever. Right. And he has her. She was the person that he commissioned to do the, or I don't know if she actually did them or she would, she just inspired it. But she, um, she was basically the artistic direction behind mm-hmm. the photos that, not the photos, the, the images that Nola was putting up around Brooklyn, Brooklyn, where it was like in response to her being, um, assaulted at night. Yeah. And finally, Mars Blackman, for example, him and his apparent bae, his boo. Dude has have songs on the soundtrack as well. So Mars Blackman's character. Oh, okay. Guy, I was Anthony like his Ramis, bae. I was like, well, you mean Nola Darling? No, 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 no. His the real man, mm-hmm. Anthony Ramis. Um, I did a little, you know, going down yes, the, yes. the the the, whole, the, the pipelines, mm-hmm. the pipelines, and found out that him and his girl, um, have a couple songs on the soundtrack as That's well. Beautiful. So look at all these multifaceted, absolutely amazing people of color just creating Slay. art for us to just enjoy. Slay. Speaking of art for us to enjoy, you know, there's one when you're watching on the screen and there's also live art. So shout outs to um, Lika Michelle. You know, we were talking about monuments last week and like seeing things of like representation. And this is, um, she has, this is Lika Michelle's um, Good Girl Magic campaign display that she did at actually Charlotte, North Carolina's Novant Health Holiday Parade. Mm-hmm. And you can find it at using the hashtag good, G-H-O-O-D, girl magic, or even going to their handle at the good, G-H-O-O-D, kind. Is there any reason why it's G-H-O-O-D? You know, I got a lot of questions all the time. I have no idea. I actually did not look into that. That would be something really interesting to look My into. My first thing was like hood girl. Yeah, same. <laughs> like, right, or girlhood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, true. Um, and so basically um, what she did was she actually started with a GoFundMe campaign, which I thought was so fitting Lit. because why not crowdfund for things that we Your want. Your right. Um, and so she crowdfunded and it said, hashtag unbox beauty with the good kind as we celebrate beauty of all shades at this year's Novant Health Thanksgiving Parade. Um, it's been a tradi- tradition, a holiday tradition in North Carolina since 1947 and yet um, they're, they've realized that there hasn't been, you know, positive representation or as much representation of, for black girls within the parade. Um, and so they advocate for cultural authenticity and fashion, and they want, um, all women of color to, um, not only be attendees, um, to their, to the parade, but they also wanted them to embody self-love, self-worth and upliftment in spite of adversity. And so many things have been going on that why not see some life-size Barbies that embody the likeness of some of the women that you look up to. So there was, I'm pretty sure there was a Michelle Obama. There was a Cinderella, Mm -hmm. like, and just to see like these beautiful, like black women, being able to take those spaces like we had a Beyonce they had a Nicki Minaj they had a Serena Williams um you know they had so many different women being like depicted Mm -hmm. through this um parade and I believe it was 14 women and I think five of them like changed and so it was a total of 19 different depictions that's a lot Uh, of work they was out here with their cardboard boxes right you know, presenting as Barbie dolls, but live, obviously, mm-hmm. and um, interactive. But 
I thought it was absolutely beautiful. Like I could only imagine if I was a little three, four, five year old looking into this parade and it's like, seeing, look at my dolls like, come alive. Right. And like look at me. Like look at something that I could be, you know? Right. Um, so thank you to Lika Michelle and the Good Kind Project for, you know, making, you know, prominent African American women finally get some sort of center stage in public acts, you know, that was abs- I was so amazed by it. Yes. Um, but yes, we must move on. Yes. So I'm not doing the ad lib for this right now. So you can go ahead. You got it. New music. New music. <laughs> My, You're going to do it next week. Nah. Yes. I feel like it only comes out of me like once in a blue moon. You know what I'm saying? Next week will be a blue moon. <laughs> I schedule it. Okay. Uh, this week I picked a soca song. And as you all know, we were talking about the importance of having um, the whole diaspora represented in the music that we present and the new music that we are sharing and liking and listening to. And so um, I chose, whoa, where's my song? It's right here, girl. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Like It Like This by Patrice Roberts and Cast the Band. And it just, first of all, we're talking about two powerhouses of mm. soca hmm. joining forces for wow. the first time. I feel like I'm I'm about to watch a super um Superman movie or something like that. Like right, this is like, this is iconic. It's literally on some Marvel and DC. It's like. Marvel, <laughs> like. okay. But yeah, so it's just nice. I mean, like who doesn't want to walk up their waist, like and all types of good vibes. Like you were saying, your your um your whole vibes of like. Oh, the summer is, you know, the summer is just, it's so sad that it's over and we mm-hmm. like warm weather and we're tired of the cold already. And mm-hmm. I just feel like Soka is the perfect way. And the, specifically because they make sure they put out their playlist. It is currently, it is currently 2017, November. Not even December yet. November. <laughs> and they have their summer 2018 playlist on, on fleek. It. Okay? On it. They don't wait. <laughs> like, they plan ahead. They said bashment have to happen. Okay. Parades hmm. have to happen. Hmm. You know, we got we to gotta get the feathers on fleek when it's time to walk down for Labor Day. That's you understand? They making sure everything is all together. That's a fact. Yeah, that song was definitely a whole bunch of good vibes. And, like, I thought it was so interesting. Like, so I was trying to find a song, right? Mm-hmm. And I went to Apple. I didn't find it. Um, no, I went to Tidal and I didn't find it. I was like... Oh, this song? Yeah. Mm. I had to go to Spotify. But... You were talking about something like when you search for soca, like so- soca is such a but unique, that's a th- yeah, like, yeah. It's such a unique genre that but sometimes it's not, it's not even recognized. It's like I feel like unique makes me think of niche, but I really don't think it's niche. Because if it's niche, then it's like why would I don't know? It made me think of like basement type thing, like you only see it in enclosed circles mm-hmm. or something like that. But it's currently considered um, world music on iTunes, so it's not even like you could go into iTunes and search up the category. Mm-hmm. Um, to find songs to mm. like simplify your search, mm. and that also might just be an access thing about like what labels they're using and how they're distributing their mm-hmm. music. It if could be Apple's able to like really tag them properly. You yeah, it just I, yeah. It, to me, it's like I, I I mean maybe because I grew up with it, but I always thought that it was a very like distinguishable mm. like music form. Um, that a lot of people knew about it, that a lot of people used it. People are sampling like crazy in hip-hop and r&b using soca's music so to me is like if any time there should it should be now because this is how you pay um homage to these type of artists and this type of music um so if you are interested in getting soca 
into a category on iTunes. You should go to teamsoka.com. Um, they are a website for all things Soka, but they also have this petition up that basically allows you to sign up. If you get 2 million signatures, um, hopefully iTunes will make a move. Currently, the last time I checked, it was at 2,000. I'm finna go sign so, it. So, yes, we will be posting on our Twitter so everybody can get it because Soka is life. Right. Yeah. It, 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 it truly gives life when, you know, you're wishing for that summer in almost November. Right. Which leads into my song. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be trying with the connections. That was dope. That was dope. I give you snaps, sis. <laughs> Thanks. Um, my song is G Easy Summer in December. Now, G Easy, I believe that you are the only artist that has been featured on New Music Monday twice. Oh wow. Okay, I thought you were gonna say no. No, 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 no. No. <laughs> You're crazy. No. And I was gonna say something about that, but any two ways. Um, but summer in December, like so I was sitting there and literally Spotify release radar, you've not failed me yet. You know, sometimes you know playlists can be very finicky for me. I'm very particular with what I'm going to listen Particulars. to. Particulars. Yes. And I went to the handy dandy release radar that is personalized for me depending based on how much I use it. So anyone out there that wants to get the most out of their Spotify, do use it like significantly. Like uh, like every day, try and listen to a couple of songs from that platform because then your release radar playlist that comes out, I believe, every Monday is going to be even that much more on point. Wait, that, what? what? This yes. is a magic. Yes. A it's system. a playlist that they formulate for you, just like how they formulate your daily mixes. Uh-huh. They formulate this one called Your Release Radar. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. And it shows Wait, up. But you got to help me set mine up. I feel I like will. I feel like I'm an old an old woman. And I'll be like, <laughs> Christine, help me. Come fix my computers. Nah, literally, I'd just be like, oh, that's cool. Oh, that's cool, I guess. So I, I signed up for my um, release radar, and GEZ Summer in December came up. That's and when cool. I tell y'all, it felt like it was connecting so many of the like the desires that I've been having during New Music Monday or du- during the takeover in general when it comes to music and music appreciation and bringing it back into my life as bring back into our lives as we both reacquaint ourselves with the Word. city. Um, there was piano in the background. Mm. Y'all, when I tell you I listened to it and I was like, I got to record it so I could then play it by air on my piano i'm getting to mm. my piano y'all i'm touching it i'm playing oh, snap. i am playing little scales arpeggios it. thank That's you Krista, right. for letting me know i had to do it That's right. um but not only that what takes it a step further is just all around like the lyrics like when i had to go i had to make sure i was listening to it right and then i had to make sure i went over to none other than genius.com and the part that i chose um, to display through our Instagram post, which you guys should definitely go to take a look at for the snippets, um, as well as going to listen to the songs themselves, is this part when he says, um, they move out to this town where dreams, ambitions, and get lost in the party. It takes a toll on you, man. This stuff will charge a large fee- feed. Just don't forget who you are, G. Staring at the man in the mirror like I recognize him hardly. Burn my sins away and twist some parsley. Stop and chill these days. I do it sparsely. Parsley. Like when I and then even the chorus, the land of opportunity where everybody stay, the girls are pretty, the sun will shine 360 days. So he's specifically talking about his move. He actually moved to Los Angeles and he's actually been talking about this in a previous song, FFF, that he did. He had a line that said, And lately I've been dealing with mad stress, comes with the territory of a Hollywood address. Oh, interesting. And I've heard about that. Even like Sean was talking to me because he did an inter he did an internship out there. 
um this past summer and he was just like yo it's different like different stressful though? like it's different like because everybody's trying to get it and so everybody like if we think out here in New York City, like people are actually willing to like lend a hand, and like where it seems like everybody, every man is for the, every man That's and woman is for themselves out there. I would imagine that New York would be more like that, like Mm-mm. more cutthroat, more individualistic. Nah. And Cali would be like super friendly, super nice, a Mm-mm. little bit. I mean, like Hollywood doesn't like Hollywood reminds me of that cut cutthroat too. Mm-hmm. But like, isn't it sunny and everybody's smoking weed out there? Like, right, you would why think are we so. Not happy? You think so, right? But then I was thinking about, it. I was like, he's talking about summer and December. Like, I think about it like, it's cold there, regardless of the time. Like, cold people, cold mm-hmm. attitudes. On top of like the lack of wintry weather, like it doesn't matter if you need the win- wintry weather. Like, can you actually withstand that space? Like, can you stand okay. No, but you seriously. wasn't supposed to stop. Continue. <laughs> but like, that was even, your, that was even your, um, soundtrack. Right. Even made me think about like my tweet about the cold earlier. Like I said, I guess I didn't. Something to the fact that like I guess I didn't. Um, when I left Amherst, I wasn't gonna be totally escaping the cold. Hashtag. I guess West Coast is the best coast, but Gez is telling me that apparently it's not. Um, considering that that's one of the maybe an option of where I could see myself eventually with what I want to do. Um. I mean, but, you're going to be global, so yeah. it don't matter. <laughs> Why, thank you. But I think, like, just reality setting in and be him being able to say that through his art. Like, he can make a song like, if I hit it one time, I'm a... But also, yes. you know, something <laughs> like this. Like, I just felt it was really cool. It was a wake-up call, definitely, just thinking about also, um, you know, what I know that I've been going through and also, you know, other people I'm going through which just trying to realize, like, where you are when you make a transition, when you either go back home or when you go to another place that traveling mm-hmm. and being able to reflect within that traveling and see the good times and the bad times as both times of reflection. So thank you, G-Eazy, for it. You've allowed me to still feel the cold weather over on this side, but know that, you know, it's felt in different ways, in different in different places, in different ways. In, in California, is apparently, what you're trying to say. Apparently. Yeah. Um, you know, we might be showing you guys some more new music next week you know i'm excited to actually um listen to the fab and jadakiss project i haven't listened to it yet have I you listened haven't. to some of it nope. nope and i have i heard dipset was back together yes i heard cameron is out here dissing people right I heard mace is sending this records back it's just it's wild in these streets but you know i just have not had the chance yeah and dave east i was too busy with she's gotta have it tbh i'm, <laughs> I'm dead and, and dave east like his Instagram be going up. I follow him. His Instagram be going up every couple of days where he's just coming for somebody or being happy about his little girl or... I heard some of his recent stuff and I don't... What What is the hype? Okay, so... And, and moving right along. I'm um, just saying. I'm just asking. I, I, I mean, know. he's fine, but like other than that... <laughs> <laughs> well, they can't save you. That can't save you. That can't save you. <laughs> and then finally with Cardi B uh, saying on her Twitter that apparently her project should be coming out in, quote, early December. Nice. So... I'll be, I'll be, um, expectantly waiting. Yes. Moving right along, y'all. You know, we got Black Girl Lit and the Littest for Literature. Okay. I felt like I wasn't spoken word right now. <laughs> right. Okay. Up next um, is. Yes. Black Girl Lit. And today, our selection is from Vashti Harrison has put out. Um, just like a plethora of books that are allowing little girls of color to um to feel represented in their the things that they read and 
Um, I believe it's Little Leaders, Bold Women in Black History. Mm-hmm. And it's just like she picked out just a bunch of um, authors and poets and scientists and art artists and just making us feel like we no allowing children to know that we are in every facet of life mm-hmm. um, to know about our history, to know about where we stand in the contributions to this world. Um, Audre Lord is a part of this book. There's um, tons of them. Harriet Tubman. Harriet Tubman. Yes. Mahalia Jackson. Um, we have, uh, um, gosh, Oh, yes. May Jemison. Yes. Mary Bowser. If, just a ton. The, for, a Union Spy. It features 40 biographies. It's just beautiful. Like, like she said, your child will know about this black history. Right. And this black girl history. Right. Okay? And just to know that, like, the black girl magic, like, we didn't, we didn't have to just, it didn't just come from here, like... That stuff was sprinkled all over the place, and mm-hmm. only now, like we're we're becoming so much that much more empowered to like dust off what other people have like thrown to the side and be like, no, let's talk about our own people as well as pay homage to them where it's due because they're the reason why we can be the Black Girl Magic today. Right. Um. What's great is that this book is going to be in stores on December fifth, so mm-hmm. get it for the holidays, yes, y'all. All the little children, everyone, Stocking all the suffers, all, all of the that. kids, the students, everybody. It doesn't matter the race. Make sure they know that Black women have been contributing to this country just in a plethora of ways, in a plethora of areas and categories and <laughs> every single They've crevice that you could imagine. Okay, and you can't stop it. Um, which also makes me just think about like how I learned about bold women in black history, like, in the past, and just thinking about, like, representation. Like, it took some time, like, before I finally was, like, hearing about certain women, or it only came around during Black History Month at the very end, or mm-hmm. supplementary to, or this woman was beside this person. Like, yeah. no, these women were doing things and etching out places by themselves, so. And if you think black adulthood, black womanhood is obscure mm. um, in terms of the teachings that we receive, black girlhood is almost non-existent so for them to actually sit down and or specifically this woman Vashti Harrison to sit down and um dissect these stories and place them in a way that is understandable to young women young boys just students kids um and specifically to have black girls see themselves that is just beyond impeccable and you can tell that it's very thoughtful Mm -hmm. um I took a class uh, in college and it was about, uh, it was, it was focused on black womanhood. Um, And the same professor, Professor Henderson, she also talked about like this um, underrepresentation of black girlhood and the the lack of focus. And because we are allowed to go to the wayside, we also allowing like unseen violence, unseen Mm -hmm. um, mistreatment, maltreatment, not enough like, just support not enough uh places where we we are feeling like we have just the ability to excel so it's just super important once again i know we stress it all the time but it's so important to have this type of representation and it's so important to to like allow us even as adults mm-hmm. now both to revel in the fact yes. that there could be a book for our little girls yes or, 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 or me. Or myself, yeah. Buy for me. Black <laughs> like, Girl Lit, December 5th. <laughs> Please. But no, definitely, like, this, I, I'm going to have to buy it for my, for my goddaughter. Like, that's a fact. Going to have to get it for her. Um, and we'll read it with along with her because okay. I think that she would most definitely be so appreciative 
of having that as part of her library from now. Um, but yeah, can I, and not to mention that it's paper overboard, so it's not even um, paperback. That thing is a whole bound book. Mm. So she took her time in saying, like, I'm going to give you guys something that you can literally preserve. Like, right. how great of it. And with that, we're going to take a small break, and we'll be back with the takeover. This next segment is I got it from my mama. Uh, I literally <laughs> was thinking of, literally, I, I said this in a couple episodes back, but I said every time something happens, um, I like to hear my mother's voice in my head. But I wasn't aware of that until we started I got it from my mama and we started the Takeover podcast. Mm-hmm. So I one, remember when Christine was like, yo, Kristen, you have to write this stuff down. Like, mm-hmm. if you can't, like, we need we need we material need for the segment. And the thing is, I thought I didn't have the content. And <laughs> eventually, it just, like, it always comes to me right on time. Mm-hmm. Um, so my I got it from my mama this week is um, when she says, do you think I just walk and pick up money? <laughs> and that is in honor of my lost Carmex lip gloss. I am so <laughs> dead. That is written on the tombstone of my poor Carmex that I lost. <laughs> a fresh tube. I'm tight. Damn. Fresh tube. I've been it, like, when it be like that, you really be listen. I literally walked into the store and like all they had was this like Blistex um tube of lip something. It was like a lip lotion. It's literally a white thing that they want you to put in your lip. Like, no, I want petroleum, okay? I want medicated petroleum. I want to you put- to seal and protect. Right. <laughs> like, I No, I don't need lotion on my lips. So my mom bought it for me, and then it fell out my pocket. And I don't even want to tell her that I lost it because she's going to tell me, do you think I just walk and pick up money? Hopefully. That's how ver- That's like this. the Guyanese version of, do you think that money grows on trees? Like, or what my mom would tell me, you think that my last cent must be your first. Like... <laughs> Oh, so you want me to replace it? Like, you want me to think about your carelessness and take that into consideration? Oh, my God. That was my mother's favorite word when I was younger. Carelessness. Careless. Yeah, You're care- too careless. <laughs> like, and it's like, little do you know, I really care a lot. It's just that, I don't know, things like to vanish. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. And just connecting to that, like, when mine is like, not only did my mom, like, always think about, like, my carelessness when it came to, like, getting things and then losing them or getting them and, like, getting something else to replace it. It's like... Mm. That then taught me, like, dang, so she's really not going to support me in all of my endeavors because, because of my you carelessness? Can't be, yeah, you can't. You really can't be careless. I'm not even going to front. Like, I broke glasses every year from Mm-mm. junior high school, sixth grade, up to, I think, sophomore year of high school. When I tell you I've lost So cheese. that's two glasses a year. Like, I needed... Glad- my mother to kick my ass yeah. at that point. Like, cause yeah. money do not grow on trees. You can't be buying glasses and I'm, I could barely see. Right. Do you know how much my lens costs? <laughs> Girl. Oh, we. Not to mention me with, I've lost how many sets of keys and my mom don't play when it comes to keys. Cause she's like, so who's, who else is coming to my house? Right. If you don't have the keys. Then you got to change the lock. So now we got to pay to change the lock. Listen. We need to buy more key. You got to cut more keys. Then the phone. 
Clot. <laughs> I when I tell you oh, I the first phone, phone my, the, the first one I had was a flip too. phone. When I tell you I had probably four of them joints, like I had a Nokia, like, one of them like bit brick phones. Listen. Never got one again. So the little antenna did break, right? I'm so then dead. I was like, so then I was trying to use it, and then I was like trying to see if I could break it so that she could get me an upgraded. Oh, no, she let me not. walk around with the broken phone until when I got the replacement phone because she was paying for the insurance. Wow, I just got back the same phone. Back when so phones actually needed antennas, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it was that I'm critical, dead. which then told me like, listen, Christine, you need to hustle. And go get your little yes. monies on your side. So, I was people's babysitters. I was <laughs> hustle gang. Like when I t- girl, <laughs> when I tell you sixth grade, I was re- selling and then reselling candy in the yeah, in the out here. in the um cafeteria. Not even the cafeteria. Mm-hmm. It was outside in the, in the in the courtyard. Um, or getting older kids to buy people's breakfast and then reselling them or borrowing my if you wanted to borrow my ipod you had to pay a little like rental fee like Mm -hmm. just because my mom was like if you think that my last set must be your first you must go get your own and then now thinking about work study and how critical that was on the amherst campus the internship security really be out here on some entrepreneurship like we gotta let kids thrive i was literally making paper um what do they call it (laughs) them um origami i used to make boxes and i used to give them to kids and i used to sell them for a dollar so you go like we could all share our snacks so it's like i'm making a plate for everybody we don't have to buy, um, buy plates, plates because you could just tear a paper out of your notebook and we could make um boxes and we could mix it up with like different chips and everything mm-hmm. it was lit a dollar for each listen y'all. and it's, it's their paper so i didn't have to pay for paper <laughs> look at that you didn't have to pay for paper but you was making that paper okay, okay. <laughs> Listen, I think we should just move right along. Yes, only NYC. Really quickly, y'all, because y'all know if it's not this, it's going to be the trains. But I don't want to talk about the trains anymore for right yeah, now. Yeah, I got a whole nother story, but oh. we'll save it for next week. This one is the Macy's Herald Square windows, y'all. So yes. right around this time when Thanksgiving comes up, Macy's Herald in Herald Square puts up these beautiful depictions in their window settings. Um, you're used to seeing all of these different mannequins, mostly white. But now you're seeing amazing, you know, holiday depictions, not only of the Christmas season, but also of Hanukkah or Kwanzaa or just general the gift of giving and yes. like knowing that the holiday season coming around, the um, the importance of family and the different blended families. I think that this year's windows, I've been able, I walked past them that one night we were together before doing Friendsgiving, mm-hmm. and I thought they were beautiful, just seeing the people who were going to be in the parade, also looking at them, so people come from far and wide to see these windows. Um, I'm I'm not sure if anybody does it like New York City, so that's why I'm going to put it in the only in NYC. No, nah, I don't think anybody does it like, isn't it the biggest one? It has to be, mussy. Yeah, it takes up the whole block. Yeah, and um, I know and that that's you, a that's a walk from 7th to Broadway. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I know you work. You work past it. Work work really close to it. So, have you passed them during work? Every like, morning, except yeah. I get out on the side that is like I get. I don't get the front of Macy's. I get the side of Macy's. But mm. it's so cute because every morning, so I get there mostly before ten, mm-hmm. and I see people waiting out. People be waiting outside That's of Macy's a fact for the lights to turn on. I've and never seen anything blink. like that. Like literally waiting for Macy's to open, but. Um, I see little kids playing. There's like this um this little piano thing on the window, mm. and they they touch it and it makes sounds. So they made it interactive. Yes, they made it interactive. So I see little kids playing with it all the time, or I see tourists. They come and take pictures next to it or videos while whoever is playing with it is making music, and it's really cute. Yeah. So yeah, that's our only in NYC, y'all. If you haven't seen it already, 
get yourself over to the yes. Herald Square windows. Check it out. They'll be there for the rest of the holiday season. <sighs> you know, I always got to take a breath before this one. Because, once again... I'm crying. There has to be a gathering segment. You know, I don't think there's ever going to be a week without one. Yeah, that's... I mean, because people are always reckless and wild. Like... like and unfortunately, y'all, this week... It's our very own... Mr. Denzel Washington. He could... He could... He, I'm going to have to reclaim that last name. Cause, <laughs> what? Like, Excuse me? That's everybody's... That's everybody over... 35's Man Crush Monday. Facts. So I'm going to need y'all to tell your mans to get it together. So from a quote, as reported from the Daily News, he said, why blame the prison system? Because, quote, it starts at home. Mm -hmm. It starts with how you raise your children. Mm -hmm. If a young man doesn't have a father figure, he'll go find a father figure. Yes, yes. So, you know, I can't blame the system. It's unfortunate that we make such easy work for We. Make easy work he went for them. From mm-hmm. hypotheticals to yours. Yeah. To I. Mm-hmm. To we. Right. Unac- we make easy work for them. For me, is this it logically makes no sense in response to what was asked. Asked. I can never get that word right. Um, it just doesn't answer how it's our fault, in my opinion. Mm. Um, and it's is is the beginning of how racism is systematic because Precisely. we're thinking about like okay so if you're talking about there's no kids at home basically he doesn't understand what what's what is it what comes first chicken or the egg yeah like, right so he i think he's confused because you're telling me that kids are seeking father figures so they f- go find it outside first of all you didn't clarify that they f- they try to find it in the prison right like, like are where, they, where are they are they finding, they finding it with I'm assuming it's drug dealers. I'm Are assuming they, there's I'm assuming all gangs, gangs, gang affiliation, violence. You know all of that nonsense. But you, first of all, he wasn't clear about where they find this father figure because, as far as I'm concerned, a lot of people find father figures in, for example, men in church, or, or they find father figures in women, them, or right? they find father figures in the male teachers men in at school. school. Exactly. Like there, let's not act like the only alternative is the streets. However, comma, mm. men are like any other human beings are in search of community and love and love appreciation. Okay, like- so if that is not offered to their communities, typically systematically disenfranchised by the government, lack of health care, lack of um school books you have books that we were talking about it the other day me Mm -hmm. and christine science textbooks are supposed to be replaced every single year because there are new science there's just new science research and new science um discoveries all the time so these type of things are supposed to be be replaced and no because your specific zone doesn't have a certain amount of um money their income tax bracket is not high enough you don't Mm -hmm. get no new books so you stay with your five-year-old textbook Mm -hmm. that your mother done seen your mother done worked in when she was your age like no like we don't have any time for that but if you think about it these resources if we do not have these resources we're gonna go look for it where it's at and they're not handing out scholarships every three days Mm. so 
we have to literally slave ourselves over. You have to over. do what we have. Exactly. You slave yourself over much. scholarship essays and stuff like that. And you could, and you barely get anything in return. You have to say thank you a thousand times to your donors. Like, we're a pip in great expectations. If right. you haven't read that, mm. go read that. But it's like we some, like, paupers, basically. And we got to beg right. people for money. And Yeah, Massa, may I have some more, Like, Masa? let's not talk about, like, um, did you know about the new Jim Crow? Hello. Do you know about Jim Crow? Do you know about slavery? Do you know about chain gangs? Do you know how America has disenfranchised black people for the the in, our entire existence in this country? Do you know how certain places that are supposed to be safe havens, such as the schools, the public schools that we send our children to, hoping that not only it's not solely a, a babysitting type thing, but actually for them to get some knowledge, that it ends up becoming a school to prison pipeline specifically for our people? How right. about that? Right. And that's not the streets. We send them to school. Right. We <laughs> send them to school parents literally slave i mean kids are they sent send kids in their best and bravest because we want to make sure our kids excel, excel in school like i'm confused as to how we are making easy work for them how about they done made it hard for us mm. i'm confused where you get this information from i feel like people get rich and they start acting funny because that doesn't make any sense i was sense. just about to say that because i'm like so who are you don't so, read books so what don't you know you don't watch ava mm. duvernay got a excuse me how dare you disrespect the work of the greats right. ava duvernay done put out the 13th on netflix i'm sure you can cop that your son must have an account your he's wife must have in those an account circles. that's the thing not even that but like he's right. in those right. circles he can Denzel call Washington. up are call you up not ava. an actor call up I, I mean don't call up ava because she has she's over here she's trying to inform them busy the, and the trying to do what you're not she doesn't have time to be informing you but read and consume her work read michelle alexander's the new jim crow read w.e.b du bois okay please read james baldwin read somebody read the greats it's okay like you don't have to read the, the people that are <laughs> black studies 101 read um foundational and chin read um what are some other um uh, france fanon read like please read because it's important for you to understand that we are not at fault for our people being disenfranchised and we are not at fault for trying to seek fraternity and sorority in communities that typically do not have you know the best type of um like healthy communities like we we live in a food deserts like so we, where we're, we finding we're these... trying our best that's the thing that I... it's like yes blame yes we, so we're not gonna blame the system we're gonna blame ourselves Jokes. we made it easy for ourselves mm. we make it easy busy work for them but we 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 just love sitting here in dis in, in disenfranchisement. That's my favorite word. We just love sitting here yeah. in, in we're just poverty. Content. We're content. And, yes, we yes, love, we love it. that. We just yeah. we mm -hmm. accept it because it's easy. <laughs> Listen, not only to mention, but this is very important because we've been talking about art and like this is something that's inherent to the the podcast and it will always be because it's something that is a part of us and is a part of our people and for our culture. But the man is an actor, right. for crying out loud. Mm -hmm. A black male actor. Something that's very hard to come by. He was literally, like, like fences. like Fences. Um, not only to mention, literally, you, like, you role play, and the parts that you've been given at times are literally sometimes the archetypes of what you're shaming. Right. So, for example. So, you're making money off of these people that you're literally saying, we don't. We give them easy work. We literally make our situations unfortunate for ourselves. Yeah. I was going to mention one of his most pivotal roles to me, because even last week, I'm pretty sure there was like a thing going around on, about, on Twitter. I don't know if it was spurred on by this, but it was like the top 10 films 
of of Denzel. And we were talking about it at work. Mm. And my top automatically was John Q. So I don't know if y'all know about John Q, but this is basically when Denzel plays the father of a very sickly son who he tries to take him to the the hospital and he's getting denied for the heart for uh, it's some sort of transplant that he's waiting for and one of the most pivotal lines which I will not forget because at my old school um we used to do Burns recitation contest and I believe it's in your senior year and I believe I was a sophomore yes. when I watched one of my dear friends Kadir Forbes go up there and Kill repeat it. this mm. line and he won first place not to mention okay not, unfortunately, not off of Denzel, but off of the lines that yeah. Denzel said, which was, I'm not going to bury my son. My son is going to bury me. And now, mind you, that was in regards to the health system. But what about I'm not going to let other people bury my son or daughter, take away their humanity, block them up in places where the sun don't shine. Literally, and sex traffic, little young come black on. women that like, are like black women just going up missing, just all over the place. But we know we ask for it. We we definitely call it on ourselves. Like to me, it is just despicable only because of the idea of a man being so iconic. I had this conversation about mm. um what's his name? The next one. What the next one name? Bill Crosby. Um being so iconic and an inspiration and playing roles that basically should combat any of this thought process that mm. he just so happened to give not only to just anywhere, but to the New York Daily News, like one of the main media outlets, like he really played Malcolm X, and he don't know what the he like. Like called it on you're ourselves. from his like, you and call, they were from his man. personal views, and yet he says something like this, like. But then again, I had to once again remind myself I'm not a big movie buff, but when it came to Denzel and some of the greats of you know black cinema, I make sure to watch their movies, and it reminded me of Training Day. I believe Training Day came out in 2001, and this basically summed it all up for me. Denzel played Alonzo Harris, mm-hmm. and if y'all don't know, Alonzo Harris was this is it was set in LA. It was he was a successful in the terms of what success would be for the black man and getting to be one of the head cops in narcotics. Interesting enough, mm. the same narcotics that he's saying, um, you know, or he's not even like directly saying, but indirectly saying that is the reason like, we we catch on to that as if he doesn't know about the 60s and war on drugs that and yet he was a corrupt narcotics officer and yet at the same time had a wife and kids but also the mistress and everything that you see you should not believe at this end of the, at the end of the day so you put on personas all the time Denzel and we have been so appreciative of it I'm not going to take away the accolades that you have done because there are men many black men men of color and even probably even white actors that are like, wow, when I go do my monologue, I'm going to go pick a Denzel one and try my hardest to do it justice. However, in this case, your art should never be mutually exclusive from your views. If you're going to take on some some of these roles, then you're going to be able you need to be able to educate yourself on what exactly is happening in the places that you're representing. And you would think that you know, someone's skin color and sometimes knowing their experiences in getting to where they were because it was not hard. It was not easy for um, Denzel to get to where he is. I'm not going to take that from him. He tried his hardest. But that's exactly why you shouldn't say that's that. That's exactly why you shouldn't say that because my whole thing I mean, is I'm like... I'm sure your mother you... raised you right. And I'm sure... You, I mean, I don't know whether his father was there or not, but I'm sure that he, was, he had that preparation at home, but that did not save him. Or just... More so for me, it's like you've been in this game and you've also been in places where 
you've allowed yourself to be that inspiration. You're not one of those people that shied, that shied away from having other people look up to you. And so my whole thing is those same young boys and those young, um, those young men that you're talking about that don't have a father figure look to you as their father figure. And, and so for you to reject them, them mm-hmm. for you to condemn them, for you to deny them of their opportunity to even explain for themselves what's going on, you're adding the fuel to the fire. You're throwing them literally from the frying pan into the fryer. You're not adding, you're, the art that you create that they ingest is not going to do anything because literally the words that you've just displayed and your actions in this place by making this, not even making it public, but merely saying it, period, he said, I can't just, blame this system. Just, just. So do you, what system? You're, so you're you, a part of it. You know so therefore now is? you're a part of it. Sir? Like, by being so arbitrary and like ambiguous in the statement and yet being so direct at the same time, there is no way that we can dismiss what you said and look at your art as, oh, the ends that justify your means. Not at all. Also, like, I have a hard time with this too because it's sitting there, like, first of all, it's talking about black fathers not being present. But why haven't black fathers been present? Mm. Historically, like, I mean, patriarchy allowing black men or men in general to feel like their presence at home is not necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the, um, what you call it? The war on drugs that basically took the lives of many black men, have imprisoned many black men um unjustly too because it's not even like they were out here with some ridiculous drugs they were literally selling weed weed like. and now we're profiting at, off of weed immensely white folks in particular um and black men are still in jail for it what um black women i was about to say white women lord black women are still in jail for this and so i, I this whole like it starts at home is just very dumb to me and then it also if if black fathers are not there to me, that invisible person that's raising the children is women. Um, that person that's raising the children is women. And so you're telling me that the job that the woman is doing is not enough. When women are literally breaking their backs to making sure that their kids are doing well, doing okay, surviving, eating, sleeping, doing homework, etc. And trying their best to find positive black, rep- black male representations that they thought were you when they would take them to the movies or buy the bootlegs so they, they could support you in some sort of way. Like, he's canceled. You're canceled. Um, but yeah, how do we bring him up onto a solid foundation? He needs I to told apologize. Him, I told him he, he needs, needs to read. Apologize. He needs to read. He needs go, to apologize. Go read. Like what, bro? Like, and when you uh, before you take your next role, Denzel, take it seriously. Like, like seriously. actually, like. Cause my thing is, don't actors do um historical context and research they should. and That's background what, that should, stories? I mean, and, when you should be. Yeah. Let me. I mean, that's what they're supposed to teach you. Whether or not you got an MFA, I'm not sure. Or, you know, I would think that you did go to training for There's just no way. I mean, he, unless he walked out the womb and was like... I could play all of these I got parts. all the roles down packed, okay? Like, like, there's just no way I can imagine that he and does not And he's not from everywhere, research. so he has to learn exactly. everything. So, to me, I don't know who's teaching you then. Maybe I need to blame the people that raised you. <laughs> like, no. you understand? Like, because, I mean, that's what he's doing. It'll be illogical to say that, right? But, hello? Yeah, I just, what would your mama think? Like, that's what, like, that's how I feel about it. And 
<sighs> I just I want to leave him there. Yes. Because now I'm 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 now I'm gauging like whether or not to boycott. Yeah, no problem. I'm whether I'm I'm gauging whether or not like a boycott is necessary for of him. In the future, I'm dead. she said boycott. No, Dutch. I think he just needs to read. I think we should just all flood his mentions with books that he should read. <laughs> we could start to. Oh, I could start tonight. <laughs> we'll we'll start a rallying on that. Leading right into a real quick, um, black women can and can't, but we will. We're gonna show gratitude to black women because I feel like not too many people do it. I think we do it a lot every single week, but. Coming right out of, you know, Thanksgiving Day, but I still feel like we're in this Thanksgiving season. Um, just showing gratitude to, we show gratitude to the women who raise us, the women who mother us. We, most, most of the time, our, um, our black lights are amazing black women who are doing things for our community. Uh, when we, whenever we go to a, a some sort of place when it deals with the takeover, it just so happens that a lot of the times it's run or incorporated or was led to by black women. So sometimes we don't show ourselves enough gratitude, don't show us ourselves enough love and radical love at that. So I just wanted to take this time specifically from this segment just to say a thank you. Thank to you. Black women. Yes. That was beautiful. Thanks. And now we are coming to an end. I believe the world is in need of some sage. I kid you not. <laughs> I was at my uncle's house and um let me just it's my auntie's kitchen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um and she had a <laughs> she had the, the sage just dip on the top of the of the stove. Just mm. all the bad energy just just being negated negated cast it out cast out and mm. one thing is that even even in the thing of thinking of like casting out like when we moved into my um when we moved into my building my mom and my aunt was like we gotta cast it out like cast out everything walk through every single room and y- pray that it out y'all had stage with y'all yes oh wow i didn't know i've never like and we incense. haven't had we have we use incense a lot but i haven't like actually bought sage for mm. myself but i hear that you know it works wonders but we definitely prayers holy water florida water mm-hmm. and some incense it's mm-hmm. a lit yeah and just like knowing that like taking that time to do that because christian says it all the time you have to be able to cast out whether it's around you inside of you in order to be able to fill you have to scour the heart Scour mm. everything in order it's like to. Like Lakeley forty seven, she says she want to be dead every day, and not in the scary like I want to be six feet under every day. But it's like I want to throw or the away push me to the edge foolishness. Oh no 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 no! She's more like the wash and set. Like mm-hmm. you gotta you gotta like clean all of that up. You gotta clean it out, and th- that scour part is that that fire. You gotta like burn to renew. Mm, right. Um. And, and so it's like she's. She was saying, like, let's just move on. Let's, let's, like, I don't, every day I want it to be anew. I don't want to harbor any, like, nasty energy or anything. So burn that out. Sage. Yeah. Yeah. And so as this holiday season goes on and, you know, it's a lot of wintry weather, you know, you know that people like to keep warm. Keep warm. Wear your, wear your jackets. Take your medications, y'all. Um, keep yourself bodies in tune and check. 
um, flush out that anything part. that needs to be flushed out. Renew yourselves. And that same fire that Don't you see douches, burning. Don't use though. Douches are oh, not good. God, I'm so dead. <laughs> I'm dead serious. That's a fact. Because um, I just saw something in the, the store the other day, and I was like, you cannot. Yeah, Why no, are we still All naturals, this? bro. Like, all naturals. But leading but yes. into that whole idea of, like, fire and, like, burning out and casting out, like, even while your family whoever you call your family is coming together during these loving times, you know, sitting around the fire, you know, I'm not grateful enough to have the electric, <laughs> the you know, fireplace, the fireplace, you know, we got generators the chimney. or, you know, when they have the, um, the, the, the holiday time when they show the, the, the stove, the, mm-hmm. not the stove, the, um, the log, the Yuletide oh. log on the television for mad yeah, long, yeah. sit around that, allow that fire to come into you. And then cast out whatever you need to cast out as well. Um, we hope that you enjoyed this podcast. You're a real one if you've gotten to the end. Okay. We love y'all. Tell your moms, your friends, your best friends, your ex-friends, all your wow. friends. Your ex-friends too. Listen, everybody, they can all benefit everybody from. Everybody must know. They can all benefit from tuning the in. wise words. As we tune out from. The, the Takeover, Takeover with, with Kristen. And Christine. We out.